for those people who believe in, in jinxing other players, people, and whatever it may be, Thursday morning, when I was on my go on getting on the golf cart to get to this putting green 10 minutes before my tea time, I saw a text from a good friend of mine. And I'm going to name him because he is a Super Bowl winning champion, Zach Ertz. Um, he, he said the text, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase here, but he said, that first green looking like a walk in the park or something like that right now. 10 minutes before I four putted the start of the tournament. <laughs> So, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, please. Chalk with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh -huh. Chalk with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we popping champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Don't be sweet by Hello and welcome to episode 104 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us on this Tuesday evening as we're recording. I am here with the main guys, the main dudes, Ice Cold Brew Lou. How we doing, Lou? Doing good, baby. Good to be back in action and uh, ready to rock this episode out. Yeah, absolutely. And Channy Football also joining us here. Both these guys got shorts on, which I'm really jealous of because I'm I'm sweating my bag off. But how are we doing, Channy? Spring's not around the corner. It's here. It's here. It's here. Spring has sprung. And it's like not. It's like we're going to get 77 and 80 this week from what I'm seeing. Weather podcast. Let's just kick it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like we don't even get spring. Like no. we really don't. We just go from like it's pretty cold to like, wait, it's really fucking hot. And then next week, I don't know if you saw or not, it's supposed to be like in the 40s, low 50s again. Is it really? Yeah. I thought we were done. I thought we were just broken. We ain't done, brother. We're just getting started. Yeah, April's a weird Summer one. doesn't start till June. Remember that? Yeah, that's true. That's accurate. <laughs> yeah. Memorial weekend, we'll say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, but right now, it's fucking warm in here. You guys got like your dry fits and your shorts on. I am not as dressed down as I would like to be, so I'm sweating a little bit. But uh, how's your guys' weekends? Who's got anything to report? Mine was pretty low key, to be honest with you. Um, not too much. Put out a lot of yard signs for Mosquito Authority on Plug Friday. It. Plug it. Yep, Mosquito Authority in action. Enjoying this weather. Phones are buzzing already. Two four eight nine five six seventy eight hundred. If you're looking for treatment, um, going to be a good summer. Very wet out there. Was out enjoying the wetlands a little bit. Pretty swampy. Mosquito heaven, boys. Mosquito heaven. Phones are buzzing, but the bugs aren't. That's Once right. Mosquito authority shows up. Can't bite this. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Is that your motto? Can't I'm, bite this? I'm putting that on a shirt. We, yes. should, we, okay. should, we should workshop that. I actually got uh, some tie-dye shirts being made with can't bite this. It's going to be real summer vibes. Are you serious? Dead serious. Okay, fuck yeah. I'm yeah, cutting yeah. the sleeves off that oh, yeah. and I'm wearing it every episode. <laughs> I got a pink one and a blue one and then the, the writing's going to differ on, on the shirts, but it'll look pretty sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Good, so, man. Otherwise, pretty pretty low-key weekend. I did go downtown. Uh, went to Hopcat. with uh, We had a buddy in town from Nashville uh, Saturday night, so buzzed down to Hopcat in Midtown. Had a couple beverages, a um, couple appetizers. Met up with some more friends. Walked over to Magic Stick, actually, for a couple hours. Wow. And, uh, you know, did the DJ, the old, the scene. How's the, the scene? Stick? How's the stick doing? The stick's good. Uh, you know, it's definitely more of a summer spot, but they uh, they were holding it down. It was uh, it was a good time. You know, got to meet up with some buddies you don't see that often, enjoy some beverages, yeah. and uh, and burn it down for a little bit. But other than that, pretty, pretty low-key weekend. Nice, nice. Channy? So I had a, 
a pretty eventful, just low-key weekend, though. Got to meet my buddy's son. Had a good buddy who just had his son about three weeks ago. And it's funny how some buddies, like, they turn into dad mode right away. Mm-hmm. And then some other of your friends, like, it's like they don't even have kids yet. Like, we were in the basement drinking bourbon, like, within 15 minutes that I was there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I patted his kid on the head, and he's like, hey, you want to go check out what's in the basement? And we cracked some nice bottles of whiskey and got to drinking. And it was kind of like old times while the girls took care of the, the baby. So, yeah. it was like, like old times, you mean, like, the 50s? <laughs> or you mean, like, because well, he just had the kid. Yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. guess it could be, you know, both ways. But, like, uh, like pre-kid times, let oh, me put I it thought, that way. I thought you were saying, like, you know, like the Wives mat- in the kitchen yeah, like taking the, care of the kid no yeah. we're not ta- we're not that type of show here we're thought, not that type of show uh, yeah, here. i thought you were talking mad men like mad men era like the old days you guys That's, were smoking cigarettes in the baby's room I yeah get it. yeah 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 something like that so um got to do that and then uh had some guys over for the ufc card on saturday another good card put on by ufc i mean the sport just keeps getting better and better better events better all around so had that saturday night but i'm really looking forward to this weekend I've got a golf round already scheduled for late Friday afternoon, tea time, 8 o'clock Saturday afternoon, and then I think Lou's going out. Um, We're going downtown Saturday night for a buddy's birthday. So I kind of saved up the coffers this weekend in preparation for next weekend. Smart. Yeah. Smart. That's good. It's all about preserving, you know, load management. Well, that's that's right. I mean, I I think of you, what was it, two weeks ago when you were still banged up, you know, Tuesday (laughs) Yeah. evening after a Saturday bender. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know which which weekend you could be referring to. Like, I, I feel like I'm still hurting from like Ignis and the and the Lambo trip. Lambo, and, exactly. Yeah, all then you of have them. the taco debacle. Taco debacle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. I just maybe I'm just a just a huge candy ass. You know. I think that's that's kind of what accurate. it boils I think down that's to. That's what we're getting to. But I will say I did. Well, that was Thursday, so that was like a hundred years ago. But I did go to opening day this this week this weekend. I mean, Thursday, technically, but it was pretty great. It was a beautiful day. Opening day is always great downtown. Uh, hadn't been in a few years, and I'll be honest, you know, I went with me and the wife went. We got down there a little late, and uh, we stopped at Greek Town because we had to eat because we knew we got a full day of drinking, and we had to, like, stop and eat. We didn't do, like, a tailgate thing or anything. We didn't really know anybody having one, so went to Greek Town, went to this, like, shitty little bar called The Greek. I think it used to be Plaka down there and then they remodeled it so whatever we sit down we like order a shot in saganaki we couldn't have been there five minutes and in through the door walks agent zero marvin jones what Welcome up Marv. Back, boy yeah and it was just like i saw him from outside and i was like i'm pretty sure that's marvin jones and then he just like right angled it right into the the bar i was at nobody with him and I was just like, he walked in. I was like, Marv. And he's like, what's good, baby? Like, we knew each other. He was so cool. <laughs> That's Like, sweet. dapped me up, let me take a picture with him. Um, and then I think he met, you know, his family was like in the back or something like that. I was going to say solo sit down? No, he didn't solo sit at the Greek, which I was, <laughs> okay. which I was happy. That would have been impressive. Yeah, I would have just. I would have ordered a jersey right just, now. I would have went and sat with him. <laughs> right. like, hey, bud, you need a friend? He would have said no. Uh, isn't, yeah. it, isn't it him? You mentioned his family. Doesn't his wife own nothing but cakes? Yeah, yes. they do own a franchise yeah. in uh, Troy. Okay, they own a franchise. They don't own the, the company. Correct. Okay, gotcha. I think they have a couple of them. And I don't know if you remember. Remember on Twitter, like when uh, who's the nerd? The Northwestern nerd. Uh, Rovell. Yeah. Rovell. Rovell, oh, said, Rovell said like anybody who starts a nothing but cakes has like, you know, a fucking 7% success rate. He It wasn't, I'm paraphrasing, but like he basically tweeted out like the success rate of this 
franchise is very low. Mm-hmm. And Marv, Marv like got into a beef with him on Twitter. Like, do you really? remember? Do you remember this whole? Exchange? I don't. I do. I remember exactly. Yeah, this. it was very funny. Yeah, because it was just the like Ravel had. She no, literally just opened it. Was like advertising the new business like, coming so around, happy. and then he retweeted one of them and was like. This is a business that's known to fail. Uh, profit margin not there. He went all analytical on them, and then Marvin jumped in and was like, basically, shut the fuck up, Darren. <laughs> yeah, right. And I don't even think Marv's that kind of guy because I know him now. You know, I met right, him, real course. nice guy. Um, but he where's he at on the buddy scale right now? Oh, he's high. Yeah, he's okay. real high. I mean, he's, he's like, I mean, as far as the Lions go. He's he's probably my best friend. On the is he a buddy. listener? What is he a listener? Yeah, he's a listener right now. He's a listener. I told him to listen, or he said I love the show. He oh, okay. actually like wanted to pick with me. Oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah. yeah that's I what I he thought. was like, oh my god, the fizz. That's why I came back. Wild, nice. Yeah, it was cool. Shout out Marv. Yeah, he was great though. Took the pick. Uh, you know, it's always a little awkward just being like, can I get a picture? Hey, bro. Yeah. Um, but I had to take the picture just because the group chat we're in is was. Not divided. I'm not going to say divided. It was like 10 on one versus one of our buddies who just like (laughs) trashed the signing of Marv. And we all kind of liked it. So it turned into this big war and I just had to get the picture. So done. So like, um, did he, did he really recognize you? What? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. You really thought that? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but opening day was sweet. Honestly, like I was okay. You know, I just got to get used to this pitch clock in the MLB. The games move so fast that, like, I was like, ah, we'll eat, we'll hang out, I'll chill with Marv, no big deal, <laughs> and I'll go to the game. And it was like, you know, it was like getting late by the time we got there. I would say when we did you guys like walk into? the I'd game? say we got there at the fifth inning. Oh shit! Wow, yeah, it was fucking humming. We were dicking around, right. like a little bit for sure. And we got down there late, whatever. Tickets were free. Shout out at Water Brewery, but we did get there. Like fifth inning, walked in, and then we went to get a hot dog. Missed the whole fifth because the line took forever. It took way too long. Um, I saw some of the pictures of you with the Coney dogs. You look like a fucking kid in a candy shop out I was, there. Dude, I was in heaven. Two yeah. dual Coney dogs uh, sitting right along the first baseline. Pretty much like... Seats were pretty good then? Yeah, they were pretty solid. Nice. It, was like you, it was like in between first base and the right fielder there. Nice. Uh, probably like... I don't know, 15 rows up. So is that your go-to order at the ball game? Like, are you usually a Coney dog guy that you take back to the seat or? No, not okay. at all. That was that was a little bit of like a mistake slash like we were pretty That's buzzed a- up and we got in and the hot dog line was like really long. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to outsmart the whole system here. We'll just go to national over here. Um, and I was just planning on getting regular dogs and then just like last minute was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to fucking get some conies. Oh, so yeah. we went I'm to usually like Joey chestnut in there, like just bear dog. And yes. it, right. Yeah. Okay. Like, Thank yeah, you. normally yeah. it is just like, I don't sometimes I don't even care if I get the condiments. On. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Bear, bear bone. Yeah. And the raw bun, dog the bun is like plastered. <laughs> yeah. plastered. You're eating plastic yeah. with the hot yes. dog <laughs> and you don't care. Yes. You're just, you're just inhaling that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I've been drinking all day. I need something. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It was kind of like we were in the line for so long which it was probably my fault and i was just like i just had too much time to think so i just went conies but they rocked i mean i did not regret they looked really i didn't regret it for one second they looked like well put together on your instagram photos like not like sloppy where the wrapper got over top of them they were great they were like they were like picturesque so their ticketing i mean classic opening day at, at comerica like their ticketing system was broken so like you would take an order a ticket would shoot out of them i could watch this whole thing because we we're in line <laughs> for 20 minutes a ticket would shoot out and have nothing on it the ticket was blank completely just the thing was out of ink order was coming in we yeah. don't know what's on the <laughs> yeah. order and like there was a list of probably 50 of them just like in a reel of blank tickets so like you would order ticket shoots out 
then you go, then you get in the next line, which was like the line to actually get your food. And they were like, uh, what'd you have? That was it. Like you could have made it up. They wouldn't have cared. You could have made up anything. Like you could have just said anything. You could have ordered a plain hot dog and got five conies because no one gave a shit. And the ticket system was not working. Uh, but it was good. Got there just in time to like see the Tigers like give up three runs and lose the game. Of course. Uh, but for the for like the half of game I was there, like the pitch clock is truly I I can't stop. I just can't believe such a change like has completely changed the game. Right. Of, Especially like, from a viewer's perspective, right? Yeah. And the crowd's a lot more dialed in, like you said, and like, you know, people aren't getting up and like dicking around. Even though the people in front of us did try to start the wave, which was just like completely obnoxious, like two grown individuals like double <laughs> our age just like starting the wave did you get up and help out or what absolutely not no okay. i had two coney dogs on my lap sarah did she what? uh she might have okay she might have she might have got the wave going she seems bit. like a team player yeah, yeah no she we were having a blast it was a great she's time. not out there for herself you know <laughs> yeah right exactly i'm a selfish prick so that was good did that i mean just a day of eating so i started at the greek had saganaki had the two coney dogs at the game after that we hit detroiter Drank a ton, hung out, met up with a bunch of friends. It was a great time. And then when it started to get dark, we did Pegasus for dinner. Oh. And I think Pegasus is kind of undefeated. Oh. Yeah. When I've I, never yeah. had a bad meal there. It's so good. So I got my grilled octopus, which fucking is the number one grilled octopus in the world to date for me. Like, I've never had a better grilled octopus in my life. Okay. Saganaki again. Doubled down two day, two times of Saganaki during the day. You can never then, have too much Saganaki. No. And then the lamb and rosemarina. I mean, it was such a good drunk meal. It was like, it was the best drunk meal I've had in such a long time. Have, has the Detroiter replaced their tube TVs yet? Or Absolutely are they, not. Okay, gotcha. No, they're... Uh, no, no cable yet? You can't see anything. Yeah. It's all fuzz. I had my sexy specs on too, and I couldn't see shit. <laughs> Wasn't that? Was it your birthday? Yes, we went yeah, out. That's where we, we went, went out for Lou's birthday one year, and we were at the casino, and we said we we're going to go watch the game at a local bar. So we went to Detroiter. Yeah, they didn't have Sunday ticket. No, they didn't have Red Zone. Mm -hmm. They had like the local game, which was the Lions game, and I don't even know if there was another game on at that point in time. No, I had this same problem, but not as not as big, but like kind of as big. Like I went there. Uh, on a, like, a Friday or Saturday night to, like, watch the Wings game with a buddy. And it was one of those nights that it was, like, the weird ESPN Plus. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get it. They don't, I, dude, that, <laughs> half, half the place is filled with Wings jerseys. Just, like, couldn't get the game. <laughs> Sorry about that. Dude, yeah. that place is, like, they're lawless. I remember when I, I used to work at the Andiamos on the riverfront, and this was before I was 21, and a lot of, like, the waitresses and, and waiters after, they'd go out and have drinks, right? Yeah. So they were like, hey, you want to come, you know, hang out with us for a little bit after work? I'm like, honestly, I'd love to, but, like, I'm not 21. They're like, listen, come to the Detroiter. We got you taken care of. <laughs> they got in trouble. They did. Okay. No, they did. They <laughs> this got... was also, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um. Well, it wasn't that long ago, but they definitely, like, got in trouble. Because I walked in, and they served me with no hesitation my friend no. i mean i don't look like a little kid but i also don't look 21 when i'm 19 yeah you no, know no exactly 2019 i'm i'm uh reading uh this article was posted in 2019 by the detroit news detroiter bar gets 21 day 
liquor license it. suspension. The MLCC said the Detroiter bar served minors on August 4th, 2016. One of the patrons was Big Slip Bandit. Oh, there it is. <laughs> did, it, did, did you really find the article, though, about yes, 2019? I did. The joke right at the here. end kind of threw me. I thought you just... Detroiter Bar gets 21 yeah. days. No, yeah. That's just a little slap suspension. on the wrist. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how the business was during those days. I mean, Probably the same people came in. <laughs> yeah, and they just <laughs> served, served them. them. Yeah. <laughs> or they BYOB'd it. Hey, listen, don't tell anyone new to come in. Since we see you all the time, we're still fucking letting it fly, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, but opening day once again, like was awesome. And just when the weather is like mildly nice, like I'm going to vote every year that we don't get the very first game of the season. Amen. Those extra two weeks really help. Uh, and I do love Comerica. Comerica is a great place. Like, I think it's a good ballpark. I, I I'm like sure it, it could probably do, is not the most upgraded one, but it's, it's a really solid ballpark. There's no bad seats. There's a great bar and patio. Yeah. Um, there's always something to do and, whether the team shit or not, which they are right now, there's always people that are looking there to have a good time. Yeah. It's not like a, a morgue like Ford Field has been sometimes the last couple of years. Like, regardless what the team is, like, people are there to have fun at Comerica. Yeah, and, like, the concourse are big. It's easy to move around. Yep. Like, there's – and it's just, like – I don't know. I like the, like, the leisureness of going to, like, a, a baseball game over, yeah. over the other sports. I agree. It's kind of weird that you bring up like the pitch clock thing and like get into the game in the fifth inning too, yeah. because like, I feel like for Tigers games, I would always get there, get downtown right around game time, hang out for like an hour, hour, maybe two, depending on what was going on, roll into the game. And it's like the third inning. Well, and that's kind you of know? the pace we took. Right. And, the game was on, so it wasn't like I was like missing it, but right. I wasn't tracking it too hard. Right. And then it was just kind of like, hey, it's the it's the fifth, and like we're gonna or it's like the fourth, it's the seventh inning stretch right we're, now. We're gonna, like, <laughs> we're gonna lose an inning on the walk over because of this pitch clock. So I like the pitch clock for like TV. You gotta mentally may, note this. Stuff. But going to the game, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's ideal. Yeah, yeah. But it's good. Oh, it was one great. other thing too, Frank. Did you see any of the like green dot or? Uh, no. Okay. No, okay. I, was I, just mi- I if missed you saw some any of the new spots. I may have seen some of them, but not really. I was kind of laser focused on a dog and actually like seeing some baseball. Right. And if the hot dog line was twenty minutes, I'm sure you would have missed four innings <laughs> yeah. waiting for yeah. green dot stables. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So good stuff. Uh, Tigers stink. What are they? Pay- I mean, they're. I heard they're pacing like thirty-two and whatever the rest of that math. Yeah, is. they're two and seven right now. They're absolute dog shit. I mean, we said it going when we recorded last week, and then we were kind of in our group text after they took two or three from the Astros. And Torkelson like, hit that and, bomb. Yeah, and Torkelson <laughs> goes off, and we're like, shit, did we just look like idiots? Maybe they, they have some life, and then they just got absolutely gutted I saw, against the Red Sox. Yeah, I saw some, like, tweet about our pitchers, and it's we have more. We had, like, 24 walks and 23 strikeouts with a 7 ERA and a record of, like, you know, whatever, 2 and fucking 7. Well, when you got Erod and Matthew Boyd as your top two starters, I, I expect nothing less than that. Um, actually, the number one thing we need to talk about in regards to the game, and it is probably the number one thing that's going to happen all season, uh, the absolute GOAT first pitch happened during that game. The absolute GOAT first pitch. It was Megatron, oh, yeah. Nick Lindstrom, uh, Big Ben, and they called out Miggy. Miggy. It yep. was so sick. Wow. That was definitely Detroit Titans. That was absolutely the coolest thing that um the Tigers will do all year. 
And that was pretty cool. Lindstrom looked fly as fuck in that wings drip. Dude, that, too, I thought they all looked pretty sick. They did, they did. But I'm just pointing out Nikki Lynn because that's yeah. like my dog. Yeah. That's, that was my favorite guy growing up. Yeah. And not to get too off topic, but didn't Calvin say something either prior to that first pitch or maybe when they were asking him after the first pitch about how, like, things are slowly coming back around with the Lions and he's, like, I have repairing the relationship with them? It I, sounds like the Fords are, like, helping him out with some of his, like, business endeavors and, and that type of stuff. And I think it's even further than that. I think he said that, and, like, now I think it's, I think it's like, hatchet buried. I think it's, okay. like, you know, I mean... Right. I don't think this is, like, the biggest news. It's right. always been, like, blown out of proportion. But, I mean, he's out there wearing lion stuff, like, throwing the first pitch at a Tigers game. Right. And he, he posted a photo, like, saying, uh, this is why I love the city of Detroit. Thanks a lot, Detroit Tigers. Let's have a great season line. Like, I think he's just back. I think he's – I think the hatchet is buried. Good. Well, we'll have to have him call in one week. I know he's an avid listener, so – Well, we got to get his p- primitive brand. We got to, like, try that out. 420 is – like right around the corner. Oh, it is. We got to get him to send okay, us some maybe stuff. That, maybe that's the move. Yeah, and we sit here and we just, you know, try smoke some of it, it out. Yeah, right. try it out, and we'll try it for the first time. <laughs> we can run routes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring a we'll bring a ball. We'll hit the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll run flags and goes until somebody runs into a pole. Yeah, it sounds perfect. Just like the old days, <laughs> right, Chandler? Um, so cool. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got with the Tigers in opening day. Uh, Lions made some news today which is exciting well it depends on how you look at it but they shipped uh former number three overall pick jeff okuda to the atlanta falcons uh for a fifth round draft pick uh i was pretty jarred by this at first knee jerk was like what the fuck and then i kind of started reading stuff and i settled down and was like okay this is not that big of a deal right yeah, my thing with this is, uh, unfortunately, for someone like him, with an Achilles tear, like, I-, I cannot see at cornerback or safety how you can ever be the same. I don't understand how you can ever be the same. And I think some of this was symbolic, and I hate to say that, but, like, don't you feel like that was the final, like, clearing out of the Quintricia era? Like, that was their final first-round pick. Um, it was kind of a controversial pick. Some people wanted Okuda. Some people wanted us to take a young quarterback that year. Um, and obviously he didn't ever live up to the hype of, of being the third overall pick in a Lions uniform. So I feel like just as much as – I don't know if it was much of a factor on the field because he never really did much for us, but off the field as a fan base, I feel like we finally closed the door on the Quintricia era and, and we're, we're full steam ahead. Yep. With the the Brad Holmes DC um, squad, Sheila Hamp Ford era, <laughs> and he was due up for a new contract after this year, right? Right. So at the end of the day, they they were probably like, "We're not going to re-sign him. Let's right. get something for him while we can, until we uh, otherwise we're letting him go at the end of the year." I mean, I saw a good tweet today where you know I think your initial reaction, Frank, of being kind of caught off guard was like fifth round. Fuck. Yeah, 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 it was. That was a lot of people's reactions around the city. But I looked and I saw a good tweet where it said, we got the 159th pick for Okuda. The Cowboys gave the Colts the 169th pick for Stephon Gilmore, who is a much more celebrated and polished cornerback than Jeff Okuda. So we squeezed all we could out of him. We got the worth out of him. You know, I don't wish anything bad upon him. I think some of the stuff was uh, outside of his control. Being picked third overall, he didn't he didn't ask for that. The injury, there's nothing you can do about that. 
Um, so I wish him a, a, obviously a great new start in Atlanta. Um, but on our end, I, I don't see it being much of a difference on the field for yeah, us. Because I think from you know not a business perspective or not being in the locker room, you just see it and you're kind of like, damn it, third overall pick uh, coming up on his contract year. We have our corners like set. It's just kind of like, why not keep him for depth or maybe he does figure it out this year. Um, but then, but then you kind of like think about it and you're like, okay, maybe he does figure it out. Then what are you going to do? Like pay him? Right. And like, I I just, it it was, it was odd. And it seems like they were going to let him walk no matter what happened this year. And, and we're, we've been looking at the draft for the last what, six months? Yeah. Dude, this is one of the more loaded drafts for cornerbacks than I've, that I've seen in, in a good amount of time. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, we got a lot of other options out there. We got a bunch of picks. Do we really need to risk reward with Heffy? Heffy. I don't think so. Self-given nickname, which are <laughs> always dangerous. You got to be careful of self-given nicknames. Um, and, you know, someone's saying, it's like, what if he goes – what if he goes and he's the next Deion Sanders or whatever in Atlanta? And it's like, that would be crazy and unfortunate, but it's also like, there's still part of this shit that sometimes it just doesn't happen with certain organizations. Like look at Atlanta right now. Yeah. I mean, they are struggling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if he does that, God bless him. Yeah. You know, cause he's going to, he's basically joining a defense that he originally joined in Detroit when he got signed mm-hmm. at the number three pick. And did someone actually say he could be the next Deion Sanders? Uh, someone did in a group chat with me for argument's sake. Like they were saying, like it'd be a failure if we if he turned into a Deion Sanders after this trade. And How often do you see this person? <laughs> what <laughs> enough? Okay, it was a more than I'd like to. It was like an exaggerated what if scenario. Okay, good. Yeah, it wasn't at all like genuine. It was it was like the extreme devil's advocate of the argument on intentionally. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Don't get all don't don't get too. I was going to tell you to slap him in the mouth the next time he saw him if <laughs> yeah. he was being serious because that, that, what if? I mean, but. I just it, meant like even like some guys don't even have any product. Like Verona was, had a rough time in Detroit and it seemed like he was hated, not liked this hockey reference, but then he goes to the Blues and he's like thriving again. And yeah. some people just have like better, they just do better in other places. It just happens, but there there really was no spot. I mean, even we got C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He can technically play Nickelback. Yeah. If, if we're going to play Tracy Walker this year coming off of an injury, he's probably going to have to be our third corner or our nickel corner at some points in times. And, and who do you want? Do you want to give a guy like a Jerry Jacobs or a Chase Lucas who is a little more unproven? I'd like to see those guys get a chance and or, see what happens. Or whatever corner we draft. Right. Or I think, that guy. I think, uh, yeah, I think Gardner and Sutton just, like, shoved that guy. And I think they just shoved Hefe in a locker. Mosley, too. Yeah. Oh, Mosley, you know? yeah. yeah. I think they were just like, you know what? You're, you're, you're fifth done. or sixth on the depth chart. But Chandler, I want to go back to you saying like cleaning the cleaning the uh, BQ stink off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally agree. Like I think there is just like the redhead stepchilds in the room that he's just like you weren't part of my plan. Like I don't really want you here. Uh, the last piece is is actually Swift, right? Right. That's kind of like there's been like quiet rumblings that he, you know, he could be great, but he's not listening. You're, everyone's kind of confused about how little he's playing. Um, and he's a B, BQ guy. Uh, so I'm just like, you know, that to me would be like the, I don't think he's nowhere near like Okuda stink level at all. Like I still think Swift could work for sure, but I think that ice might be a little thinner than maybe we think. I think, uh, Swift is more comparable to a TJ Hawkinson, like earlier this year where he wasn't bad for us, but like, what's he going to do moving forward for us? 
there's only so high of a ceiling we have with them. So you really look at the, the, the Quintricia era, the only fingerprints that they have left on this current Lions team is Ragnow and Taylor Decker. I don't think you can go back to any other player that we have and credit Quintricia for getting them on our roster. Rags was definitely the best pick. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Was he like second overall? No, he was in the teens. He was 17, 18, yeah. somewhere he was in there. The first. Okay. Middle, middle, yep. second half of the first. But um, it, it's just crazy to see this is uh, Holmes, Campbell going into their third year. So third offseason, only played two seasons, and the roster is completely flipped. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really nuts. It's completely flipped from what was a talentless, very little bit of future two years ago to now maybe the most sought-after team for free agents wanting to go to. The main headline on ESPN. with yeah. The main headline on ESPN with four picks in the top yeah. 60 this year. I mean, this is an absolute magical three off-seasons that Brad Holmes has really taken and driven the last two off seasons here. I agree. And the, the one thing going back to Swift real quick is I'm kind of excited to see how his game changes or gets better. Hopefully this year with, without do Staley there. Cause I feel like him and Staley kind of butted heads on a lot of stuff. And I feel like he's going to, it'll be more of the Swift Ben Johnson show now without the intermediate um, and he knows that it's a contract year for him. He knows he's got the fingerprint of BQ on him. Mm. You know, hopefully he, he stink. Tur- he's got the stink, bros. He's got the stink. And know? he doesn't have to be an every down back. And I think that takes pressure off of him to hit it hard. Your 20 to 25 snaps a game, you know, with Jamal, it was always, who's the number one mm-hmm. going into this year. We know who the number one is. It's David Montgomery. Yeah. Which is, which you will. There are so many people who don't think that, though. Like really? Major I think account. so, too, yeah. No, I think they're just incorrect. I'm no, not, I think you're right, frankly. Yes. I think a lot of people think it, it, it's Swift. I've seen so many graphics and shit that's like, who's got the best, like, number one running back in the NFC? And, like, Swift has, like, been listed on a few. I'd say it's, like, 50-50. To me, it's, it's without a doubt, it's Montgomery. It has who's to be. Who's wearing number five, by the way. Oh, that is hot. <laughs> that is so hot. I am so excited for Montgomery. Speaking of numbers, I know you put this down, Frank, but J-Mo couldn't even let the fucking ink dry on uh, Heffy's contract before he was tweeting out, bring number one back to daddy. Dude, thank you for bringing that up because if we would have missed that, I would have been pissed. Yes, dude, Field Yates's tweet went out and exactly 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later, J-Mo tweets out, I got to get that Uno. I need that Uno. He wants his number one back. Did you see that shit today, Channing? I saw it. Give J-Mo whatever he wants. It would be his third number switch since he's been here. He was drafted last year. And what I know he had number nine when he played last year. What was his original number? 18. Yeah. He, got 18? Eight, he got 18, and then they, they approved single digits for oh, skill yes. players. You're right. yeah. And he wanted one, but they gave Okuda first pick because he's been there longer. Okuda took fucking one, which no one wanted him to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, actually, so this is what JMO said. And I'm not kidding. It's actually 10 minutes after the news was broken by Field Yates that Okuda was being traded. JMO tweeted, I need that Uno back. Uh, I'm going to say 18 exclamation points. And then PLZ in all caps. And then he, I think he apologized to anyone who bought his jersey. Uh, 
oh, I'm sorry for everyone who got that jersey, but I need that Uno man crying, crying like emojis. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's just... Uh, Give him whatever number he wants. One, two, 69, 10, whatever it is. I just... Uh, yeah, and he's got all these retweets about... Look at he says someone's someone replied to him shadow box for it and JMO said to him we can box for real whoever want it. So he really wants number 1. He okay. needs that Uno. He wants that Uno. It's like uh, that's what's going to take for him to fucking elevate. He should wear feed one. him. He yeah. should wear number 1. He I don't know it. I don't know what the rule is on changing it though. I don't think you're allowed to switch it this way. I think time. you have to buy your jerseys out yeah. so <laughs> it would be a very expensive uh can't number do change. It? Right yeah, the yeah they could. They could. Camp they could. Make him work for it. Make him do something. Give him like a gold star checklist, his road to one. I mean, I thought the the next biggest news, I thought this was the biggest news of the day for the Lions until the Okuda news came out was Mel Kuyper mock draft 4.0. Now we're, I've seen 273 mock drafts in the last four weeks, yeah. but obviously McShay and Mel Kuyper are the two spearheads mm-hmm. in the game. These are the two OGs. These are the guys that are a little more calculated than others. And in Mel Kuyper, Mock Draft 4.0, without trading up, he has the Detroit Lions selecting Will Anderson, quite possibly the number one overall player on the board at number six. Thoughts on that? It's, it's ins- it, it doesn't seem realistic to me. Me neither. Because that truly is the number one guy I would want. Like Correct. If I had the number one overall pick, that's who I'd want the Lions to take. Right. Like, so, truly. So you could have the number two overall pick, the best edge rusher last year in the draft, coupled with what could and probably should be the number one overall pick this year as an edge rusher, on top of the other guys that filled in and played great last year. Pizzo, I know you're a coach. What do you think would be a bigger impact? Because Mel Kuyper has us, has the draft, four quarterbacks, first four picks. Okay. So that leaves us with the number one D tackle, Jalen Carter, Yep. or the number one edge rusher, Will Anderson. What do you think this team needs more? Man, that's a really tough question, Chandler, and... To be honest with you, I'm I'm growing more and more on Jalen Carter, but I feel like our team has a much bigger gap at the outside or the linebacking core as a whole than we do on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I would think that Will Anderson would make more sense for us to fill a bigger need, whereas our defensive line is pretty good right now. It could be great, mm-hmm. but our linebacking core is a last-year rookie and then anal zone. Yeah. Right? Don't, yeah. But we're an anal I'm an anal zone guy. <laughs> hey, I am too. All right. But, but, but from, yes, he ain't, well, yeah, he ain't this guy. Temper expectations. From yeah. a need standpoint, I would, I would say Anderson. And when was the last time we had, like, a really sick linebacker, like, leading our core? Like, Tullock? Tullock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And DeAndre Levy for, like, eight games. Yeah. And then Levy got in his own feelings. Yeah. And Tolek blew out his knee celebrating, right? Yeah, yes. he did. Yeah, that's right. So I just wanted to catch everybody up here who's who may have not seen it, but uh, with the draft, Mel Kuyper has Carolina taking Bryce Young at one, Texans C.J. Stroud at two. Uh, they have the Titans trading with the Cardinals and then them taking Anthony Richardson. Uh, and then the Colts going Will Levis uh, at four. 
Seattle taking Jalen Carter, and then that's how Will Anderson falls to us. So to me, I just don't believe this. Like, I, it just, I don't believe it. It just seems too good to be true, and a lot of things, I think, have to fall into place. And the biggest one, obviously, being, uh, to me, that trade Tennessee with Arizona, and then the other one being that the Colts are actually going to sign, like, draft a young quarterback and not just, like, bring um, – I don't know, Philip Rivers out of retirement. And I don't want to skim past that either because that might be the dumbest fucking thing I've seen in a mock draft this year. The Titans trading this year's first, next year's first, a second-round pick for a quarterback at three who's a project after drafting a quarterback last year who was a top-five quarterback in the class. And that seems like a team that's like heading down the path of complete rebuild. Mm. And to draft a new quarterback right now, to me, it doesn't fit their timeline. It doesn't fit their identity either. Like, right. do you think Vrabel's sitting there like, hey, let's get another project quarterback? Right. Like, he, they had, they were they were the best they were with Tannehill right. in, yeah. in recent memory. Like, I don't see that being – I can't see Vrabel in that conversation being like, yeah, let's uh, let's trade – let's mortgage the future to get a project quarterback at four. Correct. Or at uh, – yeah, you know what I mean. And that's what I think you said it better than me, but like you're at a point where like you're you're on the other end of the hill if you're the Titans and you're going to trade all your future assets away for a uh, not even a proven court. It's not Bryce Young, it's not CJ Stroud. This is a guy that has shot up the draft boards since the end of the season. Like the YouTube clip that's been sitting there since September finally made its way its round and everyone got excited. Right. So, to me, I I don't know why. I I mean, I guess it could happen, but that was my only problem with that Mel Kuyper mock draft was would the Titans really consider trading away their future for Anthony Richardson? I mean, teams are dumb. Maybe they would. Um, And then my other thing was, because you kind of touched on it, Lou, do the Lions switch up their defense if they get Will Anderson? Because he's he's a 3-4 outside linebacker. Right. We've run the 4-3 for years. Do you put him at a a hand in the dirt and play him at D end and run a four three, or do you switch up your defense? I mean, you have the personnel. I think Hutch could play outside linebacker in a three four scheme, or he could play a D end in a three four scheme, or do you switch it over to a three four at that point in time? I feel like you almost have to because I think that if we did get Will Anderson, he's not like a big ass dude. Like I think he would struggle hand in the dirt trying to get outside of of defensive or offensive tackles whereas like he's used to playing in a two point or used to coming up on the edge or dropping back into the flats. Right. You know what I mean? So good yeah. problem to have. A lot of talent and you got to figure out the 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 technique or the scheme behind it, but um just interesting to see where we've been getting projected, you know, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, who's a straight-up 4-3 D-end. Yep. Um, all the guys that we've been getting projected just plug and play into our system from last year, whereas if Will Anderson becomes available, you got to start thinking maybe we shift things around and we have enough defensive line depth if we grab another guy with one of our top 60 picks um, that – we could switch to a 3-4 and have Hutch and Anderson on the outside. Pretty athletic guys, too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's just – I just – the more I'm reading this, like, as you guys are talking, I'm just re- – like, I just I – don't, I don't see this at all. Like, I just – I'm just trying to be realistic. It's so exciting that Mel Kuyper put it on a, 
on a website and we're reading it and we see our logo with the name next to it, like, and I would love for it to happen. I'm rooting for it to happen. I just said I'd take them number one overall. I just, I don't believe it. And these guys are geniuses at this shit and they do it every year. They know the Lions are one of the most exciting teams. Um, and no one has put Will Anderson next to the Lions name, this whole mock draft. And now he comes up with a crazy trade where Tennessee jumps up and finds a way for us to get Will Anderson two weeks before the draft kicks off. Um, and now we've spent 10 minutes talking about his draft. Like he knows what he's doing. Correct. Um, so I just want to be realistic about it. I don't want to be like a party pooper, but like, I just don't, I don't see that happening. It would be fucking awesome though. But I do think it's very exciting at the prospect of potentially getting now Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, or worst Wh- case Witherspoon. Scenario, right? Well, even, yeah. even worst case scenario, we end up with Tyree Wilson. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's worst case scenario. And, yeah. Right. I agree. And some would maybe I think argue we're in, the, we're in the money spot right now at the six. It's pretty cool. You know? I mean, and it's just, it's actually nice to uh, have a guy in charge that you just, you just trust. You trust. Yeah. We haven't had that for so long. Right. And and the other thing I was thinking is like, I'm not really big on this year's quarterback class. I don't think they're good at all. Yeah. And I think that's the sentiment from a lot of people. And we're going to have four quarterbacks go in the top five, it looks like right now. Whether the, the Cardinals trade out whether the Seahawks trade out, it, it's it's gearing towards or heading towards four out of the top five picks being quarterbacks, and I'm not sold on any of them, to be honest. I, either. No, I, I, I'm not too excited about him either, but I also, like, there was 100 mocks last year of Malik Willis going in the top That's five. That's true. Like, I just, I am curious if us three <coughs> idiots sitting, you know, in this office, like, are not excited about the, the football class, like, if, if these execs are right you never you never fucking know who people get hard on a lot of that stuff could be smoke screens too you know all smoke screens. a lot of smoke screens out there early at, at this point drafts fucking right around the corner yeah maybe mel has a guy at the titans who he's trying to get the raiders to trade you know or a guy at the cardinals who he's trying to drive the price up of the third overall right. pick because another team has interest now who knows yeah and i would just like i i don't trust Colts or Seattle. Like I, I don't I don't think you can narrowly pinpoint what they want to do. Right. I think Seattle's like I think Seattle we kinda can. I bl- like ninety percent of the mocks I've seen have them taking Tyree Wilson. Worst case or not worst case, but other than that, Jalen Carter's available for them. Or Will Anderson. Or Will exactly. Or Will Anderson. Like and they, they have defensive needs. They just signed Geno to a big contract. They have decent wideouts. They're not gonna pick a offensive lineman in the top, you know, five. So it's like I feel like their hand is is pretty much shown. Yeah. And I don't know why Arizona would trade back, I guess, unless they got the haul that Kuiper made up. Right. Which is And a- like why wouldn't they take to Jalen or Will Anderson. Right. Like, why wouldn't they do that? Right. Their defense stinks. Yeah. You know. Well, they're going to be gutted. All all things are leading towards no Kyler this year, no DeAndre Hopkins. So you got to believe they're going to take uh, someone or, or have a high pick next year. They're going to have. Wait, what's up with Kyler? So he, he tore his ACL. That's right. And he's just out forever. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know when he's coming back. So New Call of Duty map dropped. That too. I guess I didn't realize he was like going to be toast to start the year. Yeah. Yeah. And then from their perspective, if they trade with the Titans, the Titans are going to be shit this year, whether they draft Anthony Richardson or not. That pick's going to probably be a top 15 pick next year. Mm-hmm. Cardinals are going to have a top five pick next year. I think that's a great trade if they can get it out of there. Um, but again, who knows? And the thing I hate about it is 
it's put into the world and into Lions Nation now that we have a realistic chance of getting either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. And if neither are there at six, there's going to be a slight disappointment from me now. That's what I mean. That's why I said the whole thing I said where it's like, let's like, I don't, I don't believe Will Anderson at all. Mm-hmm. And now Jalen Carter's uh, incidents kind of seem like years ago. Right. Like no one cares anymore. I, I would think. be surprised if we got either one. Uh, I hate to like put a wet blanket on it, but I'm very excited about Tyree or Witherspoon. Honestly, I kind of like the idea of the two Illinois, Illinois boys making noise in the secondary. Could be fun. Before uh, we get off mock draft 4.0, what do you think about our second first round pick? Well, right. Wasn't that, that's, I was actually going to ask you to bring that up. Uh, Cause doesn't Kuiper have Bijan as our second round pick? Uh, yes. Yeah, second, uh, 18th overall pick. 18th overall. That's our second Bijan. pick, not second round or second pick. Yeah. So to our point earlier in the show, you think Swift isn't going to get carries or as many carries or be the number one back this year? If we get Bijan, we'll tra- yeah, he. I don't think he's going to be here by training camp. That's what I mean. He might get traded like at the debt, like at the draft. Hypothetical question: Do we get more or less than we got for for Okuda for Swift? Uh, I'm going to say knee jerk more. Uh, definitely more. Like, so like a fourth? Uh, he's definitely shown more than Okuda ever sure. did. And if it is a draft day deal, you know, Holmes could squeeze somebody. Sure. When the pressure's on, the heat's going, you never know. Right. Sure. People quick, just get Quick fleeced. decision. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, think about drafting your fantasy team when right. you smoked like four bowls and had 10 beers. <laughs> and, and then you go up to draft a guy and he's already taken. And the marker's six feet away from you. <laughs> and, every, yeah, and, every, and everyone's booing you. And like, you just think how much you panic. And then next thing you know, you take... Uh, who's the fucking Steelers receiver this year? Uh, Johnson. Oh, I yeah. took him over Amon-Ra. You know, so that's what happens. That's what happens. You make mistakes. You were on that primitive. I was. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I would have been thinking. I would have been thinking clearly on the primitive. I think. <laughs> but yeah. So then they have us at eighteen taking Bijan Robinson. I'm just kind of wondering if the ESPN editors are like, hey, Detroit, everyone's eating up Detroit right now. Give them, give them the craziest. Stack them up. Yeah, stack them with this crazy. I draft. mean, if they do get him, then you can bet your ass that Swift is probably going to be gone next year. I don't. I don't think he'll make it to training camp. We he, don't need three of those guys. I don't see how Montgomery's the first running back if we draft Bijan. Really? I mean, Bijan. Everyone's saying Bijan like is the, the best Barkley. back since Barkley. Yeah, that's exactly. what I've been reading too. But also, like, it could just be that two-headed monster shit. I mean, like, that's how you like. No one's. There's not a lot of like outside of like Derrick Henry. Trying to think of like and Saquon. There's definitely a, like not anyone outside of it, but the ones that last and don't get injured, like both those guys I just named, have torn their ACLs a couple times. Right, right. and he's a rookie. Uh, you know who knows? Maybe he just says fuck it. We're gonna have a stacked running back. Let's him. ride. Yeah, let's ride. Run it fifty times a game. Yeah. Um, last thing I want to note along the NFL is Devin White requested a trade today. Um, if we just want to get all horned up, that would be colossal for yeah, the I linebacking mean, core. Yeah, I mean that's. That's unreal, right? I mean, that's when you, I, I just he's got to kick the tires on that one, right? That's a that's a big dick decision because not only do you have to trade for him, he's coming up on a contract year. You've got to commit to him. Yeah, because I think he's owed eleven million in the, in the upcoming year. Crazy stat about him: uh, he hasn't missed a game. He hasn't missed a game since he got drafted, won the Super Bowl, played ninety six percent of snaps during the Super Bowl season. Wow, those are numbers you want to hear. Yeah, those are numbies. Get that guy here. Get him. Um, cool. Any more Lions talk? Because I just like 
it's the calm before the storm, before the draft. We got like what one or two more shows. We got one more show before. We got two. We got two. We got next week and then the week oh, of. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so we got two more. We'll see what the the mocks come out with. But obviously, super exciting right now. Um, but this is interesting now. Now it doesn't you know it doesn't really make sense his draft. Like at eighteen, wouldn't we probably go another corner? You'd, you'd think, right? You know, you'd think. Hey, or you got to get the best available. Get your boy. Yeah, get maybe, your boy. maybe it's one of those where he doesn't think he's even going to be there. And if if they draft Bijan, the organization's telling you we want to win this year. Yeah, that's that's what they're saying. They're at already this point. whispering it to. I mean, they're yeah. already kind of saying it. People are talking like they're that. saying though. <laughs> I'm going all in this year. Yeah, because a corner is. Hey, we only have Mosley for a year. We know we need to develop a guy. Get a guy after this year. A Bijan's like. It's a luxury, like, it's like a home run pick at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, sweet. You guys want to take a little little sports break? Let's do a sports break. Sports break. And actually, this might just, we might just be breaking for the rest of the day. Oh, wait. We didn't talk Masters. I say we take a sports break. We'll do break. sports break? Cool. Yeah, let's do sports Come break. Come back to the Masters after. Yeah, we'll do that after. There's not much there anyways. Um, so, the Mario movie. We're all big Mario guys. Grew up, or not grew up. In college, we always played... You grew know, up too. Grew up too. Yeah, yeah. what am I talking about? Fuck yeah. Pitch, Nintendo, tennis, Super Nintendo, golf, all of it. Of course. So we were all pretty excited about the movie coming out. Uh, yes, we're all over thirty. Who cares? I'm still into animated movies big time. And Lou actually went and saw it. I did. Yeah, I forgot to bring that up. Actually, this this past weekend, I went and uh, saw it on Saturday. You didn't just see it. Set the scene. So walked in. <laughs> No issues with the tickets this time. Luckily, That's we were huge. able we were able to get in, get our tickets. It was a full show. All the shows were were stacked out. We did get a little rear-ended on the tickets where we we ended up in the front row and uh in the love seats. Do you, have you seen those? Like they're like high into the couches with the ottoman in front of them. No. Yeah. So that's something they have it imagined. You cranking dude. your neck there? <laughs> oh my god! I was fucking sitting back like I was in a pilot seat, like going <laughs> seven hundred miles an hour in an F one fifty. Dude, I would hate to blue light the front row love seat. Where the hell? What, what theater were you at? We were at uh, Imagine in Shelby over here. Oh yeah. Don't don't blue light that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, got the popcorn, got the Slurpees. Uh, no, no candy. We actually came from dinner, so I was still pretty full, but like you have to get popcorn and Slurpees. It's a fucking must, right? Yeah. So full show. Um, the movie was, the movie was okay. I was, I'm not going to give any spoilers because it's still pretty fresh, but I was expecting more comic relief than there was. That's sad to hear. Yeah. And like, and I understand that it's a kid's movie. It's animated. Like it's going to be that type of comedy, but I was going into thinking it like a Shrek or like a Cars um, where it's like, they're still pretty funny, you know? No, dude, d- don't even underestimate that. If it wasn't funny, it wasn't funny. They're supposed to be fucking funny no matter what age you are. That's, right. That's like what makes them great movies is that the kids like them because they're entertaining. They don't know what's going on. It's flashy, whatever. But then the movie's actually fucking funny. Right. And that's the part where I was just kind of like waiting for, for that to happen. And like, there there really wasn't a ton of that. Damn. So like the, the overall like kind of plot of the movie was like Mario and Luigi start a plumbing company. Um, they 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 were working for this tow truck guy who was like a complete asshole in Brooklyn. Okay, and they, they Wait, really yes yeah, okay. okay so they start <laughs> they start Super Mario Brothers plumbing and they're out at a job and the dog gets into this guy's bathroom while they're trying to fix the sink and he basically tries attacking the Mario Brothers. They lock the dog in the shower. 
the sink, the sink breaks from them like running around and all this water starts spraying out and they get sucked into a like, so they're like down. So, so let me start over. So they're, they're in this bathroom. Everything starts breaking. The guy fires them from the job. They go home. Mario and Luigi's dad's like, you guys are idiots. You should have never started this company. Pieces of shit, low life scumbags. <laughs> yeah, so they get hooked on drugs, right? <laughs> so they end up, so Mario's all beat up about this, and they end up seeing on TV there's a water main break in Brooklyn. Okay. On like one of the main city streets. So he's like, Luigi, we gotta go there. This we is gotta, our big break. We gotta fix this, yeah, and yeah. we'll be fucking heroes to Brooklyn. Uh-huh. So they go down there. They're underneath, they go in like a sewer drain underneath this, the, uh, the street, and they're like working on these pipes. And one of the pipes bursts and it like flings them like five stories underneath the road into like these, like into this like area that looks like a Mario brothers level. Right. And they run into this pipe and Luigi gets sucked down the pipe and Mario's like yelling for him down the pipe. So he ends up getting sucked down the pipe Yeah, and they both end up getting split up through the pipes and Luigi ends up in like Bowser world. Yeah. And Mario, a lot of pipes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was pipes Mario, on pipes. Played the fighting game? <laughs> Sucking a lot of pipes around here. <laughs> pipes. Get your mind out of the gutter Chandler. Get it in the pipes. <laughs> so Mario ends up in mushroom world where princess peach kind of runs all, all toads. Mm-hmm. So there's like millions of toads that live there. Yeah. Um, he teams up with peach and they're like, Hey, we got to find my brother. And she's like, okay, he got sentenced down into forgot the name of it, but like Bowser Co- world, Koopa world or whatever. whatever. Yeah. They had like yeah. the skeletons, the Koopa guys, yeah, yeah, they yeah. all worked for Bowser. Yeah. Um, so kind of just to breeze over it, they went on like an adventure through mushroom world, through all these other different worlds, trying to find Luigi. And eventually they run into Bowser, you know, they do a bunch of stuff where they get into it and, they end up saving Luigi at the end. I don't want to spoil anything. For, yeah. for the people <laughs> well, Luigi there. gets saved, I guess. Right. No, I figured it out. Yeah, so I'm looking at... The best part of the movie was Jack Black as Bowser singing the Peaches song. I don't know if you saw any highlights of that, but no. he had, like, he wrote the song and everything. Yeah. And he was, like, basically, because he wanted to propose to Peach so they could, like, take over the world. Yeah, yeah. was his goal. So once he, like, ran into Peach with Mario, he, like, does all this proposal stuff, and she's basically like, no, get out of here. And he's like, I'll kill Luigi if you don't do it. Wow. Yeah. So they go through it. They end up, like, scamming Bowser out of the wedding, get the brother. Nice. Um, but, like, dude, there was no fucking comedy. Like, yeah. there wasn't anything that, like, really was, like, that was a funny scene. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the storyline, if I was a little kid, I think it would be interesting. And it's, like, cool to see Super Mario World and, like, the different levels they go through and yeah. all that type of stuff. But, like, at the end of the day, for me, I give it a C-. minus. Wow, C-. minus. Um, But... So yeah, looking at like Rotten Tomatoes, the audience score is 96 um, and the tomato score though is 57. And then the consensus is while it's nowhere near as thrilling as turtle tipping your way to 128 lives, the Super Mario Bros. movie is a colorful, albeit thinly plotted animated adventure that has about as many Nintendos as Nintendon'ts. Oh Jesus. Okay. Nintendos as Nintendo's. That was ah. fucking tough to read. Um, yeah, so Mario was uh, played by Chris Pratt. Peach was Anya Taylor-Joy. Luigi, Charlie Day. Luigi was like the softest guy ever in the film, too. Really? He was so... 
puss. I hate to say it. (laughs) He was just like a whiner and like could never figure out anything on his own. He's always like, where's Mario? I need my brother. Yeah. You know, which was kind of like degrading for me being named Luigi. It's like, dude, come on, fucking figure it out, brother. That is tough. (laughs) That's brutal. Have you guys ever seen the preview for the original like live action one like back in 94? Anyone listening to this? Uh, and you two, your homework is to go watch that thing. I'll send it to you guys tonight. It looks like the worst movie like <laughs> ever created in the world. The and one actors who played Luigi and Mario were like, this is movies a disgrace. Yeah. The new one that came out, they're like, we'll never see this. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, it was like, on, why? Man. It's just animated. Like, right. calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I was excited to see it. I still want to see it uh, just because, you know, I love all that shit. But I wanted to give you guys some, I'm big fun facts now. That's what, you know, last year, I, last week I gave the fun facts on uh, the Masters. But I do have some fun facts for you guys. Uh, and tell me if you knew this. Um, but Mario was like born out of Donkey Kong. I don't know if you guys knew that. Like Donkey Kong was the first Nintendo game that put Nintendo on the map. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Like so, the one where he's throwing it down the... The traditional yes, the yeah, ramp. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. so that game was made by the legendary... I'm not going to... I'm going to fuck this up. Shigeru Miyamoto. I, mean, I think that might be right. Shigeru Miyamoto. So he makes Mario, but the goal... Before Mario was a thing, he wanted to make a Popeye video game. Like Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, eat spinach and save, Popeye, yes. save olive oil. Yeah, yeah. Uh... And they couldn't get the rights to it. So basically, he was just like, I'm going to mirror a game. Um, and you remember the big guy in Popeye? Like, the like there was always the, a hu- the huge guy who's like trying to, he was trying to bang olive oil as well. Yeah. <laughs> whatever her name was. Um, so that's how he made Donkey Kong. He okay. like made that guy instead. He made him a big, big gorilla. And Mario's original name was Jumpman. It was not Mario. It was Jumpman when this game first came out in 1981. Um, so he's the original Jumpman, not Jordan. Right. Correct. <laughs> okay. Wow. Right. You learned something new. That's what I'm saying. There That's we what, go. These, are, these are fun facts. Um, so he makes up the game, blah, blah, blah. Essentially, what happens, this comes out in 1981, right? And the arc- arcades are big at this time in the world. And Donkey Kong is like becoming... Someone's zooming by. Uh, Donkey Kong is like becoming king of these video games. And Universal thought they owned the rights. This is a little, where it gets a little wonky. Oh, they thought they owned the rights to King Kong because they made a King Kong movie. But King Kong was like created years back. And like, it's just kind of like a giant ape or gorilla. Like, it's kind of tough to say like you own that concept. Sure. Um, but the word Kong was used twice. But... That means like, I forgot what it means, but it means basically like big gorilla, big ape, something like that. Um, Essentially, this is all to say that Universal goes to sue Nintendo and they feel like they're going to lose. So like, whatever, we're just going to drag you out. We're going to make you go bankrupt. (coughs) Nintendo hires a lawyer whose name is John Kirby. Wow. Wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah. He basically has won suits for Pepsi. He's a big dick lawyer. He takes the Nintendo case. Long story short, they beat Universal in the case. Nintendo gets awarded $1.8 million for damages for all the legal fees that they had to deal with. Um, and then it is believed that Kirby was the inspiration for you know Kirby the character, John Kirby the lawyer. Oh, wow. That's, that's cool. I, didn't, and I it, had no idea. And it essentially put Nintendo like on the fast track to becoming, obviously, the Nintendo we know today. But... If Universal would have stopped them right there, probably wouldn't have all the 
the Mario love that we have today. Wow, that's crazy. Yep, and it's and it's um, I think Universal helped with this film, so everything's like you know the hatchet's buried. I always field. loved Kirby and Super Smash Brothers, but now I have a even a greater. Isn't appreciation that fun? It's named after the him. lawyer that helped defend uh, defend them. Uh, Universal would go on to because they wanted to own uh, Donkey Kong as part of their video game lineup, so they got all pissed, and then they went on to create. Uh, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon. So those are Universal games. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's my fun facts. There I like we go. It. Um, yeah. Uh, so shout out to Nintendo for not backing down to the big dog. Sometimes you got to fight the big dog. There you go. Um, so let's play a game. We'll do a game. And we're going to do, since we're talking all this Mario talk, uh, let's do a draft of Mario characters of who you'd want. And it, this is just say we're going to do four guys aside. And this is your lineup for any of the games, all of them: tennis, okay. golf, smash, party, uh, anything. A cart, of course. Anything in between. This is the four guys that are on your roster. Um, Lou, since you've seen the film, you're going to get first pick. Okay. I'll go third, and we'll snake it. Chandler, right. Chandler's going to help keep me in order because I struggle with it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, so for my first pick on, we'll call it like the ultimate Super Mario team. Yeah, this is your; these are your guys. All right, for my first pick, I'm going to go with the original creator of Mario. Give me Donkey Kong at the one seed. It's a great pick. Good pick. It's a great pick. It passes on his namesake. I didn't know if he'd go for that one overall. Good pick. <laughs> I was going to take him if he fell to me. Um, you always need a power guy. Whether it's in tennis, whether it's in Mario Golf, yep. whether it's in Mario Party, you need a bully. Mm-hmm. With the number two overall pick, I'm taking Bowser. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I definitely thought you were going to take my guy uh, because I also agree. You need grit. You need a little bit of evil, and you need that power for the third overall pick. Give me Wario. Okay. Okay. The big dogs are out. Yes. We're they, taking the, 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 the road graders. I I think it's I think it's kind of funny too that uh you know I don't know I don't know how you describe Donkey Kong as a good or bad guy. I mean his first game he's throwing fucking barrels at right. at Mar- we got like three bad guys off the board. To be honest with you, I think like we kind of at least I did a little like I was fearful that maybe I couldn't get him on the way back around, so I had to take a big guy in the first round. Well, remember round. when we did the video game draft and I took Blitz, like, number one overall? Because <laughs> I was, like, worried you guys would eat it up, and it would it could have went undrafted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it happens. It's part of the game. Well, and and going off that, too, Frank, Donkey Kong in the, the new movie, he was, like, one of the good guys. He teamed up with Mario yeah. and Peach to help get Luigi back. I feel like with – yeah, they, they probably wanted him on the good side. Yeah. You want to root for him. Um, okay, now, now it's a little tough. Now it's a little tough. Round two. Who's starting off? Frank's got the first pick in, in the second round. I do. I think I think this guy'll make it on the way back. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let him go. All right. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna chalkboard it. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna take good old classic Mario. I'm gonna, wow. take, I'm gonna put Mario and Wario on the same team. He's your guy that can do a little bit of everything for you. He ain't really great at one thing, but he can get Solid. a little bit of everything done. You, you he, know, and he's a leader. He's a locker room guy. I yep. mean, he's he's the face of the franchise. You know, you gotta. I like having those steady guys in Eddie. My room. Yeah. Okay, so you gotta go get your guy sometimes. So I don't know. He might be here at number eight for me. See, this is what I was nervous about. But I'm okay with it because with power. You need finesse, Shit. and you need to offset finesse with the number five overall pick in the Mario draft. I'm selecting 
Boo. I hate you. Wow. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I, wow. I hate myself more than I hate you, though, because... Fuck, Boo is like my absolute favorite fucking character. And I Boo just, and Bowser go hand in hand. I had Boo written down as well. That's chemistry. I did not know Boo was this hot of a commodity. Like Mario Tennis, when I'm Boo, forget about His it. His serve is, is insane. It it's, hooks like a fucking moon, dude. Dude, Tim Wakefield <laughs> of Mario Tennis. You never know. Get him on the clay court, you, you'll tear your ACLs. I am so fucking mad at myself. <laughs> I thought you were taking him for sure, Frank, to be honest with you. Yeah, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know Chandler liked him and you liked him that much. Oh, I can't yeah. believe I let him go. Fuck it. God wow. damn it. All Hopefully right. Mario shows out for you. Yeah, I'm glad I got that locker room guy and not my guy. Grab baby Mario on the way back, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Rosalina? Who's that? <laughs> Fuck, I uh, hate myself. All right, well, so I'm up, right? Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to I'm uh, my draft board's kind of similar to Chandler's. I'm going to I'm down at the 40-yard dash. I'm at the Showboat Arena, Agility Shuttle Run. Give me Yoshi. Nice. That's nice. <laughs> for my speed dash. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I kind of thought Chandler was going to take. Um and then he took Boo and I proceeded to So Pizzo, you get back-to-back picks. You got DK, you got Yoshi. Who's your third round pick? So for my third round pick, I'm going to go with my absolute staple, my better than Mario, the Golden Falcon, Luigi. Okay. Give me the name blood yeah, crest. Obviously. That's fine. You said he was a pussy in the movie. Yeah, so. you called, yeah, you just like literally Not in the games. He's badge. actually nasty. Yeah, you, you sure, call, sure. You're on record calling him puss. Sure, And sure. then calling him your name blood. So <laughs> all right. a, says a lot about you. So I'm going to go, and this is strictly a Mario tennis type play. These guys would be dominant together. You put Boo with this guy, it is all creativity. You're not returning to serve. With the eighth overall pick, I'm taking Waluigi. This is unreal. Um, yeah. A lot I, of length, good at the net. That's right. I would trade my entire team for Chandler's right now. <laughs> Wouldn't even think twice. Wouldn't even think twice because I was going Waluigi as well. Didn't get him. Oh, my God. Now Getting I got thin like, out there, Frank. No, it is. Yeah, maybe we should have done three because we are we're low. I Getting gotta, thin. Like, I'm like looking them up. Mauser's still available. <laughs> Who? Whomst? <laughs> Who is that? Mauser? No, I didn't even know that was a character. I don't I know. He's on there. I, yeah. I also saw that there's a cranky Kong. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that, like, that's DK's dad. Yeah, I, I, I looked that up, but like I was like, who the fuck is Cranky? Who the fuck's Honeybee? Baby Mario's still there. Yeah, so is Bowser <laughs> Jr. and Birdo. Hey, um, don't hate on Birdo. He's a good Mario baseball player. He's not bad at... He, he's he's a little tricky on tennis. Dude, I, I got like... This is slim fucking pickings here. Frank's about to run out of the clock here. I am. Um, Let's just... Is King Boo different than Boo? It is. I'm just kidding. I'm not but doing it's that. Not. No, that's lame. I'm not doing that. All right. Well, is uh, I mean, no, Diddy Kong's not part of this. All I'm right. Surprised you're it. not picking this guy that I'm gonna pick in front of you. No, you're the last pick. In front of both of you. Well, behind me. It'd be behind me. Well, well you know who's in. And Who am I missing, folks? We are melting down. No, I'm totally at the scene. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. I'm gonna take look for one more second. Um, who am I not? seen here who am i not getting a lot out there a lot of a lot yeah, of gold is. in those hills brother. i've got a couple picks ready too. to roll i am not ready at all um fuck it just just fucking just give me <laughs> just give me give me toad just give me toad wow 
Now, who did I miss? Who did I miss? You get another pick. We can't tell you yet. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that Toad? Yeah. Yeah. You just did Toad? He's good in Mario Kart. He sucks in the rest of the games. Yeah. Um, Toad's a pussy, dude. Yeah. You got a locker room guy and a team of softies. No, my team. I hate my team. (laughs) Uh I like literally wanted Boo and Waluigi, and I decided to go get Mario. Listeners, I wish you could see Frank sweat this one out right I'm, now. And I, I told you I'm already warm, so I'm just like hot as shit. Dude, I don't know. Like, let's just get a chick in the room. Just give me Peach. I'm done with this draft. Ooh, Ooh okay. like that. Like like that. That's a seed, That's a 16 seed team in March Madness. This but. team sucks. Yeah, so um, I agree with you. Uh, we need to get uh, a little bit of diversity on my team. We need a level head. We need a leader. With the 11th overall pick, the final pick of the best team, I'll take Daisy. Daisy. Wow. Daisy. Daisy stinks. Who's Funky Kong? I'm looking at, I'm looking at <laughs> this. I see another list. one, O-Chunks. <laughs> I see that guy. I'll take, po- o- I'll take po- O-Chunks. <laughs> Dude, okay. Uh, like, yeah, who are these people? Oh, no. No, you're done. I know. <laughs> I'm up? Yeah. yeah. All right. For my last pick, give me... Paratroopa. Damn it. That's who I just seen. <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to take, Frank. Because well, he's like a boo guy. Yeah, oh, I, didn't you have, know? I didn't have my head straight on any of this. Yeah, so clo- close me off with Paratroopa. There's also Toadette. I'm surprised I didn't take yeah. her. Shy guys out it, there. Yeah, uh, Shy Guy. I thought sh- Shy Guy stinks, man. And then who's the guy that, that floats around on the little cloud? That's uh, uh, Lakitu. Lakitu, yeah. Wow, that's impressive. There's Who's, Tanu- who's Tanuki Mario? This is insane. Baby Mario. You got Diddy Kong out there. Diddy Kong is like not part of, like, right? It's not part of he's the Mario. He's in tennis and, and that stuff. Yeah, he's in, uh, he he's yeah, in golf. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. should have went Diddy. Shows you how much I know. All right, Pizzo's team, Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Luigi, Paratroopa, Chandler, Bowser, Boo, Waluigi, and Daisy. She's, she's, she's definitely got to get dressed in another locker room. <laughs> I mean, you cannot trust Bowser, Boo, and Waluigi. Get ready. Get ready Those are three that. criminals. Yeah, they literally are criminals. Convicts. They're criminals. Uh, and then I got Wario, Mario, Toad, and Peach. My team sucks. Frank's like the all-academic team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the Northwestern of the fucking bracket. Wow. Yeah, all right. Great. All right, so I fucking lose. I get it. I get it. Great. All right, so... That was fun for those two. I was there. Um, so I did a little bit of a, of a fan fan mailbag here over the week because I want more of your guys' inputs on what we should do for the show. I got a lot of people saying we should do more drafts, so we just did a draft there. Um, but let's see. Um, we're looking at the mailbag here. And let's see if there's any questions we want to answer. So we can just go through them quick. We don't have to perseverate on them or get into them too much. Good word. Yeah, thank you. Uh, do you think Joe Lewis? Do you think the Joe Lewis troughs will ever ever be matched? Um, no. I mean, that's just no one's ever gonna have a bathtub as a pisser again. No, and it won't be like so widely loved. You know, even if they did it, it would just be like, well, I need. I need the four Stanley Cups now, please. Dude, half the time you go into bathrooms now, like urinals, if there's like three of them, nobody goes to the middle one. They're like scared. Yeah, they don't want to center the line. Yeah, right. You got to center that line. Fucking jump up there, dude. Fly fly your flag. Every time I'm at LCA, I make a trough joke, and it fucking hits every time. (laughs) It always works, so they'll never be matched. That's because people around the city recognize you. 
I don't think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Marv recognized you. Yeah, Marv. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. First name basis. Uh, Any must-try restaurants? Anybody got that? I would say Pegasus after this weekend if you haven't had it. Just fucking rocks. Pegasus for sure. I mean, for me, Oak and Real. Oak and you got to get down to Oak and Real. That's well, a must try. Yeah, but make sure. Yeah, you're looking up the prices before. You know, I don't want to be sending people down there before a Lions game, and they're you know, it's not it's not a pre Lions game type deal. No, no, and <laughs> mine mine's not a pre Lions game one either. I I just went here for the first time recently. It was incredible, uh, Mauru. If you're into the sushi oh, yeah. sushi game, like so, I always. When I was in Royal Oak, I was a big Ronin guy. Did a little tree a little bit, but I liked the the ambiance over at Ronin a little bit more. Yeah. Maru sushi was phenomenal. Yeah, it's good. I like Maru. It's been there for a minute. Yeah. Uh, it's been there since like 2017 or something like that. Um, Any chance of Bertuzzi coming back after this year? Uh, it happened in free agency with Ozzy. And I actually, you know, I know who wrote this. Uh, and I'll just, you know, Rachel, you got to give it up. He's, <laughs> he's, he's gone. He's He's gone. He's, uh, he's not part of the Iser plan. Um, he's one of those guys that has the Holland stink on him. He's he's gone. I'm sorry to say it. We're not going to pay him. He's not part of the plan. And he doesn't want to come back here, so he's gone. Just throwing that out there. Um, favorite, favorite Detroit Lions moment? Favorite Detroit Lions moment at yeah. the draft? I, I don't know. <laughs> we don't have many to choose from, to be honest with you. I mean, I think my favorite moment – just because I went there was when we went down to New Orleans. Yeah. And we went into New Orleans. We made the playoffs that year. We beat the Saints on them. the road yeah. in the Superdome. There was a ton of Lions fans there. That's going to be my favorite Detroit Lions moment. That was fall slash winter of 2016 when we went down there. We were there at the same time. The, yeah. the Sunday game? Mm-hmm. Monday. Okay, so you were the season before or after because we were a Sunday oh, we beat game. Them. That's right. We were beating them yes. the Saints we every year. We played them a yes. couple times in a row. In the dome. Yes. yes. In their dome. Yes. Our, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of sad. Like, I'm it having is. a hard time thinking <laughs> of my favorite Detroit Lions moment. Because there's none. I, yeah. I mean, outside, I, Chandler, I would have to agree. That was that was an incredible game. And just being able to, like, travel to an away game, the Lions fucking showed out. Um, a lot of fun and, and New Orleans is just such a fun place to be and the people there rock. Um, outside of that, I would say would be going to the Silverdome with my dad and watching Barry. Yeah. You know, that outside of that, like what the fuck do we have? There's not much. Um, you know, personal versus actual favorite is always a little dicey type deal. Uh with me for without a doubt, it's Lambo. I mean, this year. Yeah. Uh that was fucking pretty incredible and we were, you know, a shit call away from it truly being the most magical trip ever versus, you know, uh, Seattle versus the Rams there at the end. Yep. Um, so that one probably for me and like, I'm trying to think if like, you know, there's like a moment that I like, that was a moment I was at the game. I'm trying to think if there's one I like more. I mean, not really. I thought Stafford fighting through his injury was pretty cool when we yep. were two and 14 or whatever it was. <laughs> Calvin, when he, threw, when he threw that one against the Browns with one arm. Yeah. That, well, that Hail Mary, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, it was in close deep ball. No, oh. it, was, it was a two point conversion. I'm pretty sure. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. I think it was in close. I thought he had like one game where he like fucked his shoulder up and he like threw it. It was close. He was in, they were in close though. Okay. I'm pretty positive. Right. It wasn't a Hail Mary my, situation. One of my other favorite Lions moments, which this isn't exactly good, but uh, I don't know. This was probably five years ago when Darnold was playing for the Jets. His his rookie season, we opened up against them. Oh. And we were down at the game with a bunch of buddies. First play of the game, Darnold throws a pick six. We take it to the house. We're all loaded in the stands. The fucking place is blowing up. 
We didn't score another point after the hat. Yeah. We got blown out by 30. Yeah. No, I remember that too. They all end like poorly. Like the, uh, I was going to say when Calvin went up and like caught that ball in triple coverage versus the Bengals. Yeah. That was pretty sick. We lost that game off a punt. Right. I was also at the Justin Tucker fucking longest field goal ever made game. Oh my God. So that was insane. Yeah. Well, now we're just getting into worse moments. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll move. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. Cause that one's easier to answer or like tougher to answer. I don't oh know. yeah. Uh, Hockey question here for my buddy. Does Marco Casper and Willie Wallinder crack the squad next year? I mean, fuck. Casper was up this year. I thought he played pretty good, but he's 18 and already got kind of hurt, I think. Um, I would say yeah, though. I, I think they yeah. do, too. Yeah, I do, too. I agree. Um, I just want to touch on this. Will the Leafs blow it again? And if so, what round? Uh, I I mean, being uh, the wings not being that good over the last few years, I just eat up. I love watching the Leafs in the first round because it's to the point where it's hilariously comical now. Yes. Um, and they just have the yips, and they just can't get out of the first round no matter what. And they're playing Tampa this year, who is no walk in the park. And I just, if there's any hockey little wish I could have this year, I would be that so, the Leafs lose in that first round. And outside of the Bruins are the favorite to win the Cup, obviously, who do you think the next three teams are? Like as favorites, yeah. Like, like, are you looking at odds? I have, yeah. I don't have the odds up, but I have the next three favorites after the Bruins. Um, I can just tell you if you want. No, I'm just. I was kind of. Okay. Wanna, I want to. I'll guess for a second. Sure. Uh, is Carolina up there? They are. Are they okay? Carolina. Uh, I wonder if it would come from the other side, just because like it's gonna be hard to beat Boston at all. There's a West Coast team on there, um, and then. One other team that we're talking about right now. <laughs> oh, Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Who's the king of the West? Uh, Golden Knights. That's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Seattle might be up there too. Uh, no. They're outside of the top four. Gotcha. Um, all right. So that was kind of mailbag. Hopefully we can get some more as we go through this. But Yeah, make sure send your questions in. Yeah, send questions. Anything you want asked. Doesn't have to be sports related. Yeah. Um, oh, know. it doesn't, Lou? <laughs> well, we answered all sports questions. Oh, it doesn't have to be sports related. All right. Well, I think we got one or two more questions for you then, Lou. Why isn't Big Slip married? Oh, I was going to leave that one off, but yeah. Is that on there? Yes, <laughs> that is. 100% a question. <laughs> Buddy, we'd have to sit here for a lot longer than fucking an hour to yeah, answer we, that. We got about 14 minutes left, and that is not enough time. That is a loaded question. Um, He's married to the game. Okay. Another thing that was put in here from the people is they said you should do breaking news or not breaking news, but like news, like a news segment. You should talk about something that's in the news. And I don't know if this was meant to be like more like pop culture news, which I'm sure we could do. Um, but I, I just took it as like, I'm going to find some news headlines and I'm going to read it to the guys and see how they feel. So here's the headline. And this is from a credible source. This is like Associated Press. Uh, men plead guilty after being accused of stuffing fish with weights at tournament. I saw that. Cleveland, Ohio. You saw this? This was like, uh, this happened a little while ago. It was like April 1st. Oh, yeah. And the, and the was that the fishing? article though, right? Yeah. Not the actual, like the video came out a, a little while back, I I didn't believe, see this. With like the metal balls. Yeah. I didn't see inside this. Of them. You guys knew this? Yeah. yeah. Damn. So this is just news to me. I'm yeah. not, <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> Two men accused of stuffing fish with lead weights and fish... Fillets? Yeah. Fillets? No, not fillets. Yeah. It would either There's be two L's. Yeah. fillets. In an attempt to win thousands of dollars in an Ohio fishing tournament last fall, pleaded guilty this... Oh, they pleaded guilty this week to charges... That's the headline. Included cheating. 
Uh, cheating allegations surfaced in September when the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament director, Jason Fisher, that's funny, became suspicious when the fish turned in by Jacob Runyon of Broadway Heights, blah, blah, blah. All these other people were significantly he heavier than typical walleye. Uh, the people at the park watched Fisher cut the walleye open and found weights and walleye fillets stuffed inside. Uh, as part of the plea deal made Monday, Runyon and Kaminsky pleaded guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals and agreed to a three-year suspension of their fishing license. Kaminsky also agreed to give up his bass boat worth $100,000. Damn. That's sad. Yeah, I mean, you deserve it. What are you thinking, though? You're going, they weigh the fish out at the end of the tournament. Everyone's there. These people fish for a walleye every fucking year. They're right. not dumb. Yeah. Uh, and it says, like, so the prize money for winning the event was a little over $28,000 in prizes. Wow. You know, so it wasn't a small chunk yeah, they, of change. They were going for it. Right. So hunting and fishing equipment is not cheap either. No. Um, yeah, they were investigated and uh, just kind of want to know, you know, that's kind of wild. Boys just really going after. Don't jam sinkers down your fish's throat. Yeah, you can't. It's like rolling the ball and golf or. I was kind of corking the bat. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I think it's comparable to, to each of those. I think it's it's not even corking the bat, though. Because corking the bat, you still got to hit the fucking ball. Right. Like this, you caught the fish, which right. I guess is. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what it is after. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like rolling the ball, I think, a little more. It's mm -hmm. like you're cheating after the fact. Right. Changing your scorecard. Something like that. Dropping an extra ball on the green. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I found my ball. Found it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We and all know didn't. those people. Yeah. We know those folks. Yeah. Yeah. But th they'll you. be back this week. <laughs> they're, coming, they're about to come into bloom. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll do better on the news section. That was kind of a dud, <laughs> but what are you going to do? Do you guys want to do over-under and get out of here? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. All right. Jerry sent them like early yesterday. Thank you, Jerry, for sending the over-under list. We do appreciate you and all your hard work. Um, we know you got a kid on the way as well. I don't know how close it is, but... Um, hope that's going well. I'll give you a call as a friend and just talk. Um, LGRW as he leads it off. Number one on the list. We'll start with Chandler since Lou got the lead off for the uh, the Mario draft. Number one, private schools. Private schools. Private schools. Um, I only went to a private school in kindergarten. Therefore, after that, I never attended them. I'm not a big fan of private schools. I know they've kind of made a, a run back these last couple of years or more people that I know are sending their kids to private schools because of curriculum issues. But for me, private schools overrated. You pay taxes for a reason. You pay for your school district via public schools. Uh, some of these private schools are damn near the tuition of a college. And I don't think you get that much better of an experience or an education. Private schools overrated. Yeah, I will. Uh, you're talking to a private school kid, like K through 12, pretty much, um, and then tried to get into the University of Notre Dame as another private school and did not get in. Went to state, so that ended my run. They're overrated. Yeah, I just they're absolutely overrated. Uh, I grew up in Detroit, so I wasn't going to DPS. They didn't have good hockey teams, so I went to private school, and uh, I don't think I'm in anybody better position than anybody that I know. Well, you're sitting here with us. So. Exactly. <laughs> Not great. So well, public school kids. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I went to an all male public or private school. So you tell me if it was better or not. I'm going to say oh, way overrated. Um, yeah, I'll follow suit. I'm a, I grew up going to public schools as well. I feel like you, you get a little more taste of the real world in the public schools. You get a, you know, you get to meet people of, of more, you know, ethnic backgrounds, different cultures, that type of stuff where I feel like private school is a little bit more demographically hugged up together. So you don't really get, you know, 
all the all the life experiences you might or you know learning those those tough those tough things yeah we'll put that yeah you're good you did it you said it uh, yeah <laughs> pretty much uh, a lot of wonder bread everyone that not everyone a majority of people that go to private schools have money yeah yep it's true uh number two use scans at grocery stores uh i'll go first here underrated they're underrated if you know how to use them like they're awesome. Like you just do it yourself, scan it, get out of there. I really enjoy the use scans. It sucks when you're behind someone who doesn't know how to do it. The only shitty part though, is if like you're buying alcohol and someone they're you like, wait they're from. away from the yeah. thing. That's when they suck. But overall I am uh, a fan of the use scans underrated. Yep. I follow with you there, Frank, definitely underrated. I rarely go to like somebody actually scanning my stuff unless I have like 25 items, but usually I'm an in and out 10, 10 to 15 things max doesn't get easier than a use scan. So let me do it myself. That's right. Underrated. I'm going to I'm going to go off that point and I'm going to say use scans are overrated because if I have more than 15 things, I'm not trying to go to a use scan. It's too much of a hassle. Same thing with the alcohol. And I like to test out my generic jokes on the cashiers oh, at the grocery store. So, I like the interaction. I'm a people person. I'm a people person. I want to talk to the cashier. We can't have computers doing everything for us or else no one's going to be working. You scans are overrated. I thought you were going to go big, small business on us and <laughs> start yelling about jobs and stuff like that. And you started to get there, which I'm so I'm proud of you. CPI numbers coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were going to. Yeah. Chatbot uh, GDP. You better bring in some grocery line jokes for next week. Okay. Uh, number three, microwave popcorn. Lou. Um, man, I, I like over the last year or two, I've gotten very away from the microwave altogether. Um, I think it makes the popcorn kind of staley unless you get it at right, that right number. Um, with that being said, I still eat microwave popcorn all the time. Underrated, very quick, <laughs> gets the job done easy. It's a, it's a great snack, pretty nutritional, doesn't get you too fatty, quick and easy. Underrated. Yeah. I'll just sum it all up. Beggars can't be choosers. I'm a popcorn guy. I don't have one of those machines at my house that can make it. If you just melt your own butter and pour it over the microwave popcorn, it tastes good. Underrated. Yeah, I would say underrated as well. I just, I do want to note, because like, exactly, I don't, I'm not going to have a popcorn machine, but I do want popcorn at home every once in a while. So how else do you do it? I guess, you know, you could stove, whatever, all that shit. But uh, it was weird. I Someone at work told me they don't eat microwaved food. I thought that was insane. And then I told it to someone else and they said, no, I don't either. We don't even own a microwave. Blew my fucking mind. Not that I'm microwaving all my food all the time. And as you get older, I think it's natural progression to move away from the, the microwave because you have more patience to actually wait on the stove and it actually like right. tastes better in the oven type or deal. The air fryer. Yeah. You know? Or that, all yeah. of that. But it, it kind of blew my mind about how uh, I knew like multiple people who like do not eat microwave food. You must be hanging out with a lot of private school people. Must be. Mm. Shows you where I'm at, though, because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm down here in the fucking corners, <laughs> gritting it out. Number four, NHL shootouts. NHL shootouts. Channy leading it off, our hockey guy. Um, Yeah, our hockey guy. I'm going to say NHL shootouts are overrated in the sense of I would rather see them go till they score. I like playoff hockey, and I would love to see a 3v3 until they score in a regulation game because I can't believe that it's going to last more than 10 minutes most of the time. So uh, shootouts to me, cool idea when they introduced them, you know, a decade or so ago, now run its course, overrated. I, I don't think they're overrated. I think there's 
a place for them. Uh, I like that no games end in a tie. I think they are exciting. I think it is a way to get a lot of, you know, not as interested fans watching the game. It's nice to have a result. I think the issue comes in in the point system almost. Uh, I think the NHL could revise the point system where you get rewarded for a regulation win where you could get three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win, and then one point for a shootout win. Okay. Um, I kind of like the uh, an adjustment of the point system of somewhat, so you're incentivized to win as soon as possible. Um, and then zero points for a loss, obviously. So I don't hate the shootout, but it's also not perfect, but it is way better than what it used to be. The three-on-three three is, is absolutely electric and awesome, and there's a lot more goals and a lot less shootouts. Yeah. So I'm going to say underrated, but I think the point system is probably overrated. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of similar to what you said, Frank. I think for regular season hockey, I think it's very underrated and exciting and draws in new fans. It's quick hitter. It's like horse racing, boom, 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 and it's done. Highlight city. Yep, exactly. Um, But for playoff hockey, when you're playing for the cup, like you have to have overtime. There's no way you can decide a game after these two teams battle it out for 60 minutes over one guy taking a That's shot not against even the question. goalie, right? Yeah. So um, overall, though, I think they're exciting. I think they're good for the game. So I'll say underrated. Well, you guys, and you know more about soccer channel. Like I think it's asinine that like the World Cup is just like gets decided by penalty kicks. Right. That blows my fucking mind. And I get it's a different <laughs> game, but I don't know, like. Bring the other net up the half court, half field. I don't know. I just I can't get over that it gets the biggest soccer tournament of the biggest sport in the world comes down to penalty kicks half the time. The part that irks me more than that is that they don't play golden goal. That's I feel what like I mean. Yeah, it, I feel like it should be first goal wins. And if you don't score in your thirty minutes, okay, send it to penalty kicks at that point. In well, time. weren't there two goals in overtime this year? Yeah. So that yeah. it blew my mind when they scored. I don't even remember which team, but like they scored and I was like, Oh, that'll do it. Sudden death. And I was like, what are they? That's not it. Yep. They scored a goal in right. a sport. They never score in overtime and the game's not over. Yep. Blew my fucking mind. Agreed. Uh, last one on the list. I'm up first. Artificial intelligence. Um, I would say at this point in time, you know, there's a spectrum of artificial intelligence. Uh, didn't like Elon and a bunch of people just come out and say like, there's, can everyone please put a pause on their projects for artificial intelligence? So right now it feels a little overrated. If that's coming out from some of the smartest people in the world and saying like, put a pause on your artificial intelligence uh, projects because there's like a potential threat to human society, then yeah, it's a little overrated. AI can do a lot of great things, but it seems like it's not all figured out yet. So I'm going to say overrated at this point in time. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm going to say overrated as well. Like eventually we're going to be cutting people out of every single thing that we do and it'll all be computerized. And I'm a people person. Yeah. I want to talk to people. I want to hang out with people. Okay. You scan. Yeah. I guess you got to go revisit. <laughs> oh, okay. Two. Cause I don't want to fucking scan my eggs at the, uh, at the front desk. Yeah. I, you hate, I, I people. hate people. Yeah. Front desk. What are you signing into a, a, a doctor's <laughs> office? I think that's his issue. He's taking his groceries to the front. Yeah, desk. Exactly. Now we're all jobs. People. I get ragged on for trying out my dad jokes. So I'll say one here. If two's a company, three's a crowd overrated. I believe artificial intelligence is going to, basically just take over everything and people are just going to be working to code or upkeep robots in the next 20 years at this pace. And the, and the, the pictures 
are getting me. Like I used to be pretty quick at being like, that's fake. And then now I'm double taking and zooming in and like being like, whoa, that's not, that's not real. And like singing in the artist voice. The deep fake ones are the worst. Yeah. Like where they can just take any, you know, I mean, those are, those scare me. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Elon's right. Put a halt on AI. Yep. Uh, now that we've said it, it'll definitely come to a. He's a listener, I think. Halt. Yeah, he is. Timmy yeah. Calvin, I, I thought that's who listened to us Marvin. last week. Yeah. On uh, Marvin this week. No, he recognized you, though. Right. And yeah. he's listening. Okay. All the above. Um, <laughs> hey, well, that's episode 104. Thank you guys for listening and for being here. Uh, if you are listening, please uh, hit the share button on your device and send it to somebody right now. Let them know you're listening to this. Let's spread the word on this thing. Uh, I'll keep asking questions on the stories and stuff. So if you guys answer it, give us your feedback. We'll get you guys more involved in the show. Uh, promise to do that. Promise to listen because we do want to get better and we do want to grow. So if you are listening on Spotify, please rate us five stars, write a review. Uh, same with Apple Podcasts. Again, share it with anybody you know. Follow us on all the socials. We appreciate all of you, and we will see you next week. Have a good week, fans. Let's get it. Enjoy the weather, guys. See you. Peaches, 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 peaches. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mario, Luigi, and a donkey come to a thousand troops of Koopas couldn't keep me from you. Princess Peach at the end of the line. I'll make you mine. Peaches, 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 peaches. Love really makes a guy come out of his shell. <laughs>